You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, back here on The Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Enrico with you. 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, Starter Hammond Text Line. Both those open for you the entire show. Uh, we are go to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline where we're joined by Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Aaron, good afternoon. How's everything going? Um, it's good. Um, just It's still cold outside. It, yes. It's amazing. Every week, it's still cold. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we need to get to the spring really, really quick. I mean, it's, it'll be baseball really season. Hopefully, the Husker hoops then will be done, and we'll, we'll, we can kind of put that in the rearview mirror because they're not doing so well. But... Um, and it will be spring ball for Husker football. So, uh, once again, Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity joining us here on the Happy Hour. And so, Aaron, we kind of talked about last week, um, and we ended the conversation where how does Scott Frost's decision-making, the way he makes decisions change? And I don't know if you've gotten more time to think about that, but do you think we see a, a difference in the way that, that Scott Frost makes changes and decides to, to pull guys or, or anything like that with his backup against the wall this season? I've thought about this so much since we talked about it last week because I, you know, like I said, we've we've known in previous seasons that the offense is is Scott Frost, that the offense is his. And he even said that when he talked about giving up more, giving up the play calling uh, duties, that this is his offense. Giving it up to just anyone would be very difficult to do. Um, And obviously he has trusted Shenander to handle the defensive side. And I think as a result in previous seasons, you've seen a difference in sort of how things have been handled um, when it comes to rotating players around, maybe moving this player from here to there, or you know, taking a player out, and you see a difference between maybe how the defense has done it and the offense. Now, on I thought more about it, where you think about like the offensive side of the ball and people being frustrated with how you know maybe the quarterback situation was handled, or maybe offensive line when Cam Jurgens was struggling. Why maybe didn't he come out at times or get switched around and? You know, some of that could be on the assistants, but now that the assistants have changed, we'll see how that changes in 2022. It will tell us a lot about Frost giving some of that, you know, responsibility up because that was the point. That is what Trev Alberts wanted from him. That is what Scott is supposed to do. So he should certainly make recommendations. It's still his team. But based on how we see things sort of progress through 2022, will tell us, I guess, how much he is leaning on these assistants to make those decisions, how much input he still has, and we'll obviously know if he has that input as a play caller or not. But I think it just is, we'll know a lot based on sort of how much control these assistants maybe have in deciding different elements of their room. Because we know that Scott was very hands-on prior to now, and that's not saying he can't be, but when it comes to a decision that he and an assistant maybe don't see eye-to-eye on, who ultimately wins out? And that's going to be a really fascinating thing to watch in 2022. And I think that's a big thing that Trev wants to see him actively work on is giving up some of these things to the assistants, to his coordinators, so that they can make the decisions and then he can run it as a CEO. Is it safe to say that Scott Frost stepping back a little bit may be Nebraska's biggest key to success right now? It could be because, I mean, the thing is, is we, we know from his time at Central Florida, but even before Central Florida, when he was at Oregon, in his career, people have talked about just sort of 
his offensive mind, the way that he sees things. And taking a step back and allowing him to think a little bit more big picture, I think should help. I mean, that's what you would believe to be true is that he can, he can get out of the weeds, stop worrying about all of the things that he doesn't need to necessarily worry about. Let that be his assistant. Let that be the coordinators. And then, Start providing the input as that offensive mind, as the person who is in that CEO role. That, I mean, that is what you hope to see. And you would hope then as a result that you start to see some of what we've heard about him previously as a coach start to resurface. Because if he gets some of the stuff that he said he shouldn't have had on his plate off of his plate, that should then hypothetically free him up to be able to see more big picture and to be able to help where he is needed in those regards. So, basically in a perfect scenario, yes. You would think that that would change in 2022. We're speaking to Aaron Sorensen of Hill Varsity here on the Happy Hour. So I want to talk about the quarterback room. Obviously, we're going to talk about it much more as we go along. But why should Nebraska fans be excited for Casey Thompson? Because obviously, Adrian Martinez the last four years definitely had his um, critics you know, addressing him every single game for what uh, for the mistakes he made, but also he set records at Nebraska. So why should Husker fans be excited for Casey Thompson? Well, I know that a lot of people, whether it's uh, Casey Thompson or Chubba Purdy, are worried about Nebraska just being a passing team, which, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, they're passing quarterbacks like Casey Thompson. He is he is a he completed 63 over 63 percent of his passes last year. He I'm looking up right now. I mean, he had over 2,000 passing yards. 24 touchdowns with nine interceptions. So if you're somebody, if you're the run the ball person, you're probably like, oh, no. But I think where you could get excited about someone like Casey Thompson within this offense is the quarterback in this offense should not be the running back. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to take off if they need to, but there's been too much of Adrian having to also be that running back. He, He scrambled far too often. He was he had more rushing yards than he really should have had. So hopefully this kind of course corrects that. So I think when you're looking at Casey Thompson, one, you can get excited about the fact that he has experience. Um, you can get excited about what he brings with his arm. You can get excited about hopefully what he can then learn on the ground as well. But then you can also be excited about the fact that hopefully this also means the running backs are going to be able to do their job and run the ball. So, I think there's a, this is all without seeing any of it, obviously, in spring ball and heading into the season. But I think there's reason to be excited about someone like Casey Thompson, even if you are a run-the-ball person. We, we get it on our text line almost every single time we talk about the quarterback <laughs> position. But it's, I'm not it's No, no, no. It, we get it. We get it. We get this comment of stop handing just the, Casey Thompson the starting quarterback job. So I guess I'll ask you, is the competition that's about to take place – for the starting job, or is it more for, like, the number two guy? Okay, I will be fair to the people who text. I think that's <laughs> a really – I think that's actually a really good fair yeah. check because I think it's really easy to just start talking about Casey Thompson because there's a lot of excitement about him right now. Mm-hmm. But I think it would we would be remiss to completely, you know, disregard Logan Smothers and Heinrich Harburg. Like, I think just writing people off as if they haven't been on the team – and in the case of Logan, that he hasn't made improvements and could potentially make improvements through the spring. The point with someone like Casey is he provides a challenge. He is going to challenge a Logan Smothers. And the 
goal would be that whoever ultimately ends up winning the starting job is going to be the best possible person because they will have truly challenged each other for that role. So I, I actually agree. I would be hesitant to jump too quick to just say, yes, the job is Casey Thompson's because I think that's doing a disservice to the other quarterbacks that are in this room as well. I think giving people a fair shot, especially because Nebraska's not had a true quarterback competition in a while, this, this could be a good thing for Nebraska. Let them compete because it's only going to make them better. So I, I appreciate that. I will stop handing it to him because I think <laughs> that doesn't actually benefit anyone in doing so. We're speaking with Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. And Aaron, speaking of competing and, and getting better, uh, Bill Bush is taking over the special teams coordinator spot. And Mickey Joseph kind of made a little bit of waves on Twitter a couple weeks ago uh, when he you know, retweeted a video saying all his wide receivers will be playing special teams. Do you see this as sort of a, a shift and a bigger change in the Nebraska special teams and what we've seen these past four years? I mean, that, this is something that we've seen on the defensive side for how long? How many times have we, have we heard Travis Fisher say, everyone in my room needs to be on special teams? Mm-hmm. It's, it's something on the defensive side where they're like, I mean, Cam Taylor-Britt was like the poster child for this, of saying, like, you should want to be on the field at any point helping this team. And so if that meant being on special teams, that, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, to hear someone like Mickey Joseph say that because that seems to be kind of his, the way he goes about things. And I don't think that's a bad thing, expecting your group of athletes to be athletes wherever they can be the most helpful at any point is what you want. So if you think about like what talent could be potentially sitting there in that wide receiver room that could end up being impactful on special teams, Absolutely. This is, this is not a spot where Nebraska can be stingy at this point. Special teams have to get fixed, so you have to find the best athletes, no matter where they're at, no matter if they're a starter, backup, doesn't matter. So I think that Mickey Joseph saying that is really aligned with what other coaches on the staff have already said in the past, and I think that's just a really good – it's just a really good approach for Nebraska right now going forward as they figure out how to fix special teams. We're talking to Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Aaron, I want to ask a big-picture question because in terms of just Nebraska athletics in general, because John Cook was on one of our other shows here on The Ticket a couple days ago and talked about Bill Moose and just previous leadership at the athletic director position. What have you seen from Trev Alberts in his first couple months that is really encouraging? Like For me personally, when I go to every single Husker women's basketball game, I mean, Trev is there as well. And that's stuff that like previous athletic directors didn't do. It's the little things like that. What have you seen from, from Trev Alberts in his first couple months as athletic director? I would say Trev is very um, – okay, so let me give an example. The thing with Sean Eichhorst, people knew that he was very business-minded, but he maybe lacked some of the like interpersonal connections that you make with people. It was the person, he wasn't the person that you wanted to have a beer with. Yeah. So you wanted to have a beer with Bill Moose, but he wasn't maybe the business-minded person that you wanted. Trev has impressed me as he, he seemingly is doing both. He is the person that you're going to see him at events. You're going to want to talk to him. He's going to remember things about you, but he's also very business-minded. And you see that in the surveys that they're sending out, trying to understand what changes need to be made to the Memorial Stadium. But you see that in even just trying to get, a, you know, get their arms around the budgetary piece of this athletic department right now. He's very in the weeds on those things, which is good. You want your athletic director to be like that. 
But he is, like you said, he's at women's basketball games. He's at um, any event he can get to as long as he's able to be there. And he shows up. He's present. He is he is definitely out and about. And so I think at least right now, I don't know how long that's like you can kind of manage both, but at least in this first year when you're making a case to people of why you are the best person for this job, he's definitely showing that he can do it all. And that is impressive because I don't think he sleeps. Like there's no possible yeah. way at this point. Cause he's like, he'll be in like one place like in the morning and then in a completely different city in the evening. I understand he has access to like jets and stuff that we don't, but I'm telling you, like, when does this, when does this man sleep? I'm not sure. (laughs) Uh, Aaron. Okay. Nick, Nick went big picture. I'm going bigger picture. Gary Barta, (laughs) Gary Barta said some words today. The athletic picked up those words and uh, the big 10 pac 12 and ACC uh, are, are keeping their alliance strong, and the Big Ten is considering getting rid of divisions. Um, I want your thoughts on that first. Uh, and secondly, if they were to, to go with this and keep three, three teams for uh, each squad locked in every year that they play, who would be the three teams Nebraska plays? Oh, di- division or not. Yep, division um, or not. See, the, the hard part is I'd probably pick three that are in Nebraska's division already. Yeah. I was going to say Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, but that doesn't make it super fun. So we'll do Wisconsin, Iowa, and then I'll pick somebody who's currently in the East. I would take Ohio State, but I know Ooh. that's upsetting to some people. Um, so maybe M- Michigan State? Um, but my preference would be Ohio State. I mean, you got to play the best to be the best. So mm-hmm. come on. That would be a lot of fun. Um yeah, I don't know. The thing is, is like I remember when the Big Ten was legends and leaders. Yep. Uh, at this point, I don't mind. I like the divisions. I understand that some people think the East is tougher than the West, and Marvel, yada yada yada. But I don't know. Just changing this this whole this whole alliance thing. I need to I need to see it before I believe together. <laughs> but I mean, it could be really interesting to play, you know, Colorado all the time. You could bring back that rivalry a little bit. But this whole thing is just at some point, if this happens truly, what even are conferences at that point anymore? Like, what what do you, what ends up even? Is this like a pseudo super conference? This is the stuff I don't understand. Yeah, that's that's true. One of my favorite things from the legends and leaders. I loved that, um, by the way. Which Nebraska was legends, and they were there in their first season in the Big Ten. So that was one of my one of my favorite things from that uh, time period. All right, Aaron, we will let you go. Appreciate the time as always. Um, we will talk to you next Wednesday. Thank you so much. That is Aaron Sorensen of Hill Varsity. Appreciate her taking the time as always. All right, call now four zero two four six four five six eight five. Uh, I will give you this hint. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Nick trivia today for $15 to the Upside Bar and Lounge is Russell Wilson related. <gasps> it's Russell Wilson related. We'll do that next. Call now, 464-5685. We'll do it next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.